Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Web Behind. Uh, today with me I have Tim Evko, who's a lead front-end engineer at Bobble Bar. Hey Tim. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you doing? Not too bad. Awesome, well thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, my pleasure. Um, so maybe could we start off talking a little bit about what you do, like what your job is and uh, what kind of stuff you work on? Yeah, sure. So as you as you mentioned, I work for a company called Bobble Bar, and Bobble Bar sells what is what I have recently learned is called fast fashion jewelry. Uh, that's not really my scene, so it, it took me some time to kind of figure out what that space is all about. So really what they do is they buy uh, jewelry direct from overseas. Sometimes there's light assembly, and uh, they pretty much completely cut out the middleman and just sell it uh, mostly via e-commerce. So my job is to build the front end of their e-commerce site. Cool. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about what the stack's like on that project? Sure. So I came into the team when they were running a Magento CMS uh, with a uh, traditional MySQL database and I believe a Python backend, and that was all running on Vagrant So uh, as a virtual machine. So. Um, we are slowly but surely trying to migrate out of that space because we've we've pretty much out, outgrown that. And uh, for anybody out there who does work with Magento, it can be a very difficult CMS to uh, kind of work with, especially once you start to reach a certain stage. It, it just becomes a little bit limiting. So uh, what I'm what I've been doing lately is building uh, a brand new, um, completely self-built. Uh, platform using Node Express and uh, a Scala backend using MongoDB, which is uh, pretty exciting. Yeah, that's a pretty big transition. That's cool, though. Yeah, it definitely feels good to get away from an old CMS. Yeah, definitely. I definitely remember years ago working on a few Magento projects and just having just running into a couple of different limitations and tough times. Um, has so how many people are working on that? It sounds like a pretty massive project. Yeah, it's a big project. Um, our team consists right now of two front-end developers, myself included, uh, two back-end engineers, um, a VP of engineering and a CTO. And uh, we're, all, we're, we're actually uh, looking for some more people to join, especially on our, our services side, because we need, uh, you know, we need a lot, mostly, of uh, API-like services to deliver all of our content to our new front-end. Definitely. Cool. So maybe can we go back in time a little bit? Um, was there a, a memorable time for you before you were involved in tech? Uh, and if so, what were you? What was life like for you back then? Oh wow! So I mean, I guess we could just go into how it all kind of started. Does that make yeah. Does that make sense? Because uh, it's all it's all pretty memorable. Awesome. Um, yeah. So out of high school, I um, I initially thought that I wanted to uh, become a lawyer, and so I. Uh, in, I live in New York, and uh, I got into a, a, a six-year law program. Basically, you do uh, pre-law and, uh, I guess, law school in six years instead of eight. And uh, I, I knew I'd gotten into it, and I was very close to accepting and going, and all of a sudden I was just like, I don't know if this is what I want to do, and I kind of I, I pulled out real quick. And... Um, I, you know, started going into community college, and I was I was actually working. My first job out of high school was at a dollar store, so that's what I was doing uh, while I was going to community college, and it was not that fun, you know, as you can imagine. Um, but I was, you know, I was just kind of getting my bearings and you know 
I had to pay for my car at the time. I still lived at home, and you know that's so that's what I was doing. And uh, the whole time, I really I was trying to see, you know, what am I going to major in? What am I going to do? I still had no idea, but I knew that I liked to write, and uh, I wanted to start a blog. And in that time, I uh, you know I I found Wix.com, which is like a, which was at the time a, a solely Flash-based editor, and uh, Decided, okay, I'm going to do this. It was drag and drop, drop, so I didn't really need any technical experience. But I mean, I had a little bit from beforehand because I was always interested in computers. So uh, I I knew a little bit of HTML, but I was never really into it, you know. So I started this uh, this blog, and at one point I thought I had a decent design, so I sent a I sent a link to a friend of mine, and he sent me back a screenshot which was just of a blank page. It was nothing because he had an iPhone and it was completely in Flash. And he said, "Go check out WordPress. That's what you really want." And that just this whole path into you know, tech for me, you know, because I didn't go to WordPress.com. I went to WordPress.org because I had already bought the domain. And had I gone to WordPress.com, I probably would have just, you know, done the blog through that and been none the wiser. But I went to WordPress.org instead, and I realized, all right, I got to install this thing. What's that about? Then I get it installed after just weeks of headaches, and then I'm like, all right, I don't really like how this thing in the top left-hand corner looks, so let me figure out how to change that. And I'm sure so many people know how this sort of progresses where you get more and more into it, and then one day I'm kind of realizing, like, hey, what's this CSS thing? Let me look into that. And then, oh, there's some JavaScript here. That looks weird. Let me figure what that is. And then one day I was just like, I love doing this. So um, I that turned into a path of every single day uh, coming home from work or school or whatever it was and just studying and studying and studying. To the point where I pretty much still do that to this day. You know, I come home and, you know, what's the next thing to read? What's the next thing to learn? And that's sort of how I got into tech. Cool. Yeah, I think that's <clears throat> definitely resonates with me. I had a similar kind of story between WordPress and uh, PHP Bulletin Board, which were like I had this totally non-technical job, and they were like, "Oh, we need to get this thing set up." And I was like, oh, "I think I could figure it out." And then, yeah, like weeks and weeks of you know making phone calls and looking up documentation and all these terrible things. That's kind of awesome, though. Um, so now, I think I saw that you still, or at least for a long time, continue to be active with the WordPress community. Is that true? Oh, yeah. So um, it's it was actually really cool because, you know, being that WordPress was the first thing that I ever really got involved with, it's always kind of followed me along my career. Uh, the job that I worked at before Bobble Bar, I was actually, it was, it was a Magento shop, but I was the WordPress guy. So anything that we got that didn't need an e-commerce site, I would be building custom templates for. Which was uh, I learned a ton about WordPress in the process, and in that time I um, I was learning about responsive images and I was kind of messing around with some PHP stuff and all at once I kind of just figured out oh my goodness I can make a responsive images plugin with WordPress, so I put some stuff together and uh, I had a working prototype and. Uh, a coworker I used to work with helped out with a little bit of the syntax as I wasn't super great at writing PHP. And I had a thing, and I was like, you know what? Chris Coyer from CSS Tricks writes a lot about WordPress, so let me just email this to him. Maybe this would be something he'd be interested in writing an article about. So I sent him the email, and he comes back, and he's like, that sounds really cool. 
write the article. I'm like, oh my goodness, all right, wow, I was I was super intimidated, but uh, you know, I, I eked out this thing and Chris helped me uh, iterate what uh, the plugin was for a little bit and we kind of we kind of co-authored this CSS Tricks post about how you can make responsive images happen with WordPress. And that kind of was its thing for a little bit. It was on GitHub. Some people downloaded it and used it. And then I'm on Twitter one day um, after I had moved from that job over to Bobble Bar, and Matt Marquis from Boku uh, tweets off about how they just got responsive images in Drupal and he wants to bring it to WordPress. And I saw the tweet and I just responded, I was like, oh, that's cool, I made a plugin, you know, maybe it would make my thing, you know, not necessary anymore. And he's like, cool, build the plugin. So <laughs> he then, um, he, uh, he emailed me and we got uh, a, a repo on um, the responsive images community group GitHub repository and we started working on a concept and we got a plug-in out, and then a bunch of people joined on, and it kept going and going and going. And one day, I'm in a Google Hangout with uh, a bunch of core WordPress developers, and everybody's on board to make it go further. And we, we kept that up. And actually, um, a few months ago, we actually landed the feature in WordPress, which was, oh, wow. yeah, probably the most exciting time in my tech career. So That's uh, really cool. Yeah, a lot of people helped, and I definitely can't take credit for all of it. But uh, but yeah, it's been an exciting ride. That is really awesome. That's a really cool story. I like. I especially like people like I've heard it about Chris Coyer before too, where it's just like people that really help bring other people up with them. You know what I mean? Like people that use like leverage their knowledge or leverage their community or whatever to you know just be that positive about it. Like where he's like, hey, come on here and like get all this publicity and like let's let's do it. That's really cool. Um, and definitely, congrats on getting that stuff. So, is it just um, is is it shipped with Word, like if I go download the current version of WordPress or whatever, is some of your code in there? Yeah, actually, um, it'll it'll be in there. So, whenever you upload an image or put something in the the post editor via the WYSIWYG thing, you will get a source set attribute and a sizes attribute. And um, some of my code landed in the 2016 theme as well because we needed to kind of. For anyone familiar with responsive images, there's a source set attribute which provides you a list of images and a sizes attribute which gives you sort of like the media query values. But of course the sizes attribute is different based on your content because one person's, they, their image size might never change and another person could you know, be all over the place at different breakpoints. Right. I, uh, I customized a lot of the 2016 theme to account for that and then uh, the core developers were kind enough to put a bunch of us in uh, credits.php. So if you go, my picture's in there for a, a brief period of time, and I, I, I uh, it's kind of vain, but I always like to kind of check it out and be like, oh yeah, I was, uh, I was involved in that. That's yeah, really cool. No, it's great. I love that. Um, cool. So maybe could we go from from this like point in your life where you're at the dollar store, just learning how to do some of this stuff, like all the way up to your current current path, like kind of walk through the jobs that you've had? Yeah, definitely. And like, so, specifically, I'm always interested in like how you, how people get those jobs, like how did you get your first job, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, the the dollar store job was terrible, <laughs> and uh, my father at the time, well, still my father, but at the time my father uh, was the uh, CIO, or no, CTO, CTO of uh, 
a small company in uh, in Long Island, and uh, they had a warehouse position open. Um, so uh, it was like, you know, you can you can come on and, and work here in in this warehouse. It's, it's better salary. It's not minimum wage. You know, it's uh, nicer hours, and it can work with your schedule. And it's not a dollar store. And I, I jumped on that. You know, it was uh, of course, you know. So I started working there, and it was just uh, you know. Shipping boxes and unloading trucks and that kind of stuff. I, to this day, sometimes I'll think about you know simpler times in quotes, um, you know of uh, you know just doing that and uh, I would just you know sometimes there'd be no one there. I'd blare metal music and kind of just you know cut up cardboard for the dumpster and you know that was like you know sort of yeah. in community college straight out of high school. The thing you know that was uh, you know childhood I guess as I I try to remember it. So um. I was doing that, and I was still studying web development. And uh, there was a uh, a side business that uh, my father had also started, which was a, a recording studio. And uh, we had some bands that we had signed to our kind of small label. And every now and then, uh, they would need a WordPress site, and I had some experience doing that. So I kind of you know set up a WordPress site and uh, tweak it as much as I could with my limited code knowledge, but getting better because I was still studying it. And uh, my, my, my father picked up on this, and, and one day uh, the company that I worked at the warehouse for and he was the CTO of decided they wanted a new website. And uh, my dad was like, Tim's going to do it. <laughs> and I remember this abject feeling of terror come over me like, I have no idea how to do any of this, but I can't say no because this could be a window into a much larger opportunity. So I took it on, and of course, I came out the gate, you know, WordPress, 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 WordPress. And uh, a lot of people in the company did what anybody would have done in that position, you know, Google WordPress, and, and you know, the first thing that you see is a blogging platform, and then someone's like, oh, we don't want that. We're going to go with Drupal instead, and I've never used Drupal in my life. So um, here I am one day with a, a promotion, you know, building this website in Drupal, which I've never used before, and just breaking stuff and you know trying to trying to fix things. And I didn't know anything about versioning, so uh, version control, so it was all FTP and just you know notepad editing and you know I had no idea what I was doing there were so many times building out this first real site uh, that I almost was like well I'm gonna have to quit and nobody's gonna take me seriously anymore and I just broke everything but um, eventually I eked out this uh, really bad but still functional to this day it's up I, I won't tell anybody what the URL <laughs> but it's it's around um, but yeah, and uh, from there, I was I, I had this new job now. You know, I was the the website guy. I built the site, and um, eventually it was time. I, I realized that all right, I'm really only here. There's not enough work to do. I'm really only here because you know my father also works for this company. So I decided I'm going to go on my own. With you know, I, I learned in that time. Uh, jQuery and a lot more about CSS. Uh, I was really into transitions because that was just the coolest thing in the world to me. Um, and so I decided, you know, I'm going to get another job building websites full time. So I went to a company uh, a little bit further away, and I uh, they hired me to build sites in Photoshop and slice them up and 
put them into a homegrown CMS. And uh, I think this is the part of the story where most people start cringing just because of that description of that job. And um, I did something a little bit dishonest. Gotta, gotta be honest with you here. I kind of lied because I did not know Photoshop that well at all. In fact, the week I had to prepare for this job, I was just studying Photoshop. And so I get there, and this was a little bit before Thanksgiving, uh, about five days before Thanksgiving. And I start working, and it's just a, a weird company, sort of like a boiler room style, you know, where they hire a bunch of people and just crank out these sites every day. And it was very clear that I had no idea what I was doing because I, number one, not a designer in any way, shape, or form. And number two, didn't know Photoshop that well. And uh, about a day before Thanksgiving, boss calls me into his office and he's like, going to have to let you go. That was the first time in my life that I had ever been fired from something. And it was a uh, biggest shock, you know, because nobody tells you how, how to, what to do when you get fired. You know, there's no rule book for that. There's no class for that. It's just kind of like, had a job, now I don't, still got to pay for my car, so what am I What am I going to do here? And um, I just remember being a little bit upset, you know, I didn't feel like I had a good chance. The guy told me, you know, you're, you're, you're not really a good designer, and thankfully, uh, my boss at the time, who then fired me, was very brutally honest with me, you know. Um, and I, I, am, I am honestly very thankful for that, because I got upset, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm going to prove this guy wrong, even though it's not really, that doesn't mean anything because I don't work for him anymore, but I decided I was going to build the best portfolio site for myself that I've ever built. And I went to work uh, maybe like the next day on it. And I got this, at the time it was good, you know, um, I probably look at it and throw up now, but, uh, you know, I built this, this portfolio site and I was like, alright, now I have this portfolio site that says I'm a web developer. So, now what? So I decided that I was, you know what, didn't work trying to work for someone, so I'm going to go freelance. And uh, I just, I remember emailing companies every day, like 30 at a time, and, you know, reaching out to people and cold calling people, and a few weeks later I had a list of clients. And uh, Monday through Friday I'd drive to different offices and do work for them, and uh, it was actually, it was a really fun time because I was, you know, making my own hours. I was making enough money to pay my very limited bills at the time because I was still living at home. And um, I loved it. Some some days on Fridays I would, you know, be like, noon. I'd be like, I'm going to go home now because, you know, I did all my work. I made enough money this week, and, and that was that. And um, that lasted for enough time until uh, I got offered a job from a, a recruiter who had just cold called me, you know, those types of recruiters now that we send right to spam. Um, but it was at a, a travel company. And um, I took the job, and that sort of started my career as in working for other companies to build websites. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I like that a lot. I, I really do agree on the, like, no one tells you what to do about getting fired. And uh, I'll put it in the show notes. I'm not sure if you saw it, but Zach Coleman just wrote kind of an interesting article, uh, I think a few weeks ago. On you know, like it's been like a year or something since he was fired from GitHub, um, and yeah. it's like on a lot of the same things where he's like, I you know, just you just get lost, like you just didn't know what to do, or like all of his friends would be like, 
oh, you're not in GitHub anymore. What company are you at? And he was like, not, you know, no company. Like, you know, it, um, it's really interesting, but it's cool that like, I love that you, that just kind of seemed to fuel you. Like, it seemed like it was actually kind of good for your career in a sense that you just had, had this like fire under you and went and like just owned it after that. Yeah, and you know what? I, I noticed it's it's different for everybody. You know, it was it was it was also very much just the right time in my life. You know, now I have an apartment, I have a fiance, I have all these things that are kind of like if I lose my job now, you know, if that were to happen to me, it, I would probably react a lot differently than I did when I was twenty, and right. you know, everything was you know kind of limited in terms of disaster. You know, but it was uh, it really was just the right time, and I was in that state of my life where I'm like, you know, I have a lot of second chances. Let me just really hit the pavement now. Yeah, cool. So, what's this travel company like? Yes. So this travel company, um, they did something. I, I still am to this day not sure how uh, this is an industry that makes money. But what they did was they would. It was just landing page after landing page after landing page. You create a landing page for a hotel deal and then travel agents are directed to that landing page and they sell that deal to a final consumer. It's something like what TripAdvisor and all of those other websites do to avoid. You know, they pretty much cut out the need for travel agents and any sort of landing page or deals. It's just a list and you can purchase it on your own. But this company, um, I guess, still profiting off of it in archaic industry, um, they hired a bunch of web developers to kind of build these landing pages off of Dreamweaver templates that were optimized for IE6. And so I remember I was hired as a temp, and my first real day on the job as a temp, I walked into my boss's office and I just told him, to the, I don't know why he didn't fire me, but I was like, you're doing everything wrong and I'm going to help you fix it. And <laughs> the guy looked at me and he's like, all right, I'm on board. So from then on, we kind of devised this plan to automate this process where rather than having project managers or specialists, as they were called, uh, you know, talk to the hotels, then come to us, and then we would build these and then send it back, and then finally it gets uploaded to the site, we would... we used a, a CMS called Concrete 5, which was known for its front-end editing capabilities, so that the specialists themselves could just insert the information directly and create these landing pages on their own. So um, I worked with a back-end PHP developer, and we, uh, him and myself, we built out these templates, responsive HTML5, not really caring about IE6, that sort of thing, and um, we built this this sort of outfitted CMS for a team of 30 to 40 people all using it once to kind of just streamline that whole process. Um, I'm not sure if it's still used today. I haven't, I haven't, I, every couple of months, you know, I kind of roll through old projects that I've worked on just to see, is this thing still up? Hopefully not, but I think they're still using that. It was not, not a very uh, innovative place, but I did get a really great chance to... Uh, bring new and exciting technology to a company that was kind of avoiding it. Nice. So how long did you work there? I worked there for just under a year. It's actually funny because the day before, the day after I got my permanent hire at that company, the company got bought. 
and you know the whole spiel of nothing is going to change oh, yeah. of all of you. I got that spiel, and immediately I knew everything's going to change. They're here for profit, which they're a company. That's they're they're right, you know. So <laughs> I was like, let me start, you know, putting my feelers out for a new position, and um, and yeah, so that's that's how that went. Gotcha. So uh, where where to from here? Yeah. Uh, so. After that rolled out, it was it was interesting. I got a, a lot of experience bringing new technology to both non-technical people and people who were technical but did not want to change anything at all. Mm-hmm. Which I learned all about uh, office politics and explaining things to non-technical people and um, you know just treading lightly, but at the same time changing everything about someone's workday which is a it's you know it's something you have to be very sympathetic about because you're 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 the new guy on the block um, younger than everyone which has been my experience in pretty much every company I've ever worked in and saying you know we're gonna change this we're gonna change that and then everyone's like who's who's this guy what is he doing you don't you don't know what this is you don't know what you're doing so it's a it's a very tread lightly, be very empathetic sort of lesson that I learned at that company. But from there, I went to work at an advertising agency, which I was, you know, the WordPress guy building the WordPress sites. Um, interesting work, but I don't think I'll ever, if I can avoid it, go back to an advertising agency again because I missed the feeling of being able to care about what I was working on, mm. you know. For an ad agency, it's you build this thing, you ship it, and that's done unless you sign a maintenance contract. And maintenance contracts are like um, caskets for web developers because it's basically it's not you don't get to rebuild this thing every couple of months. You know when a new technology comes out, it's just you you now are resigned to fixing bugs in this increasingly archaic system that you've built and as you get better at a developer you hate it more and more because you see all the mistakes you made but you don't have time to do it because you're billing by the hour you know gotcha. so um but yeah that's that's what is advertising and you know it was it was the exciting part of it was there are a ton of new challenges every single day what kind of sites were you building were they were they kind of static sites just for products or something like that or were you building all sorts of things Mostly static type of stuff. Um, there's there was some Magento work I do for like e-commerce things, but there was there was never really like applications, you know, like things that run or did work for you. It was a lot of product-based stuff, and then here and there there would be you know dynamic uh, application-like things. Cool. How long did you work at this place? Worked at this place for a little bit over a year. Nice. It I- got to the point where there was some. Uh, this was a part of my, of my career where I had to deal with some some culture differences or some people that were very uh, not empathetic <laughs> and not easy to work with, and uh, I held out there as long as I could. But eventually, I was like, you know what? This is just it's upsetting me to work here. It's it's hard to work with some of these people. And rather than you know blow up or hate my life, I'm just going to try to look for a new job. Gotcha. Yeah, makes sense. I've heard. All sorts of stories from friends that have worked for advertising agencies. I think they can be, they can be definitely challenging places to work. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, cool. So what what comes next now? So you've got now you're starting to get to the point where you've got a good amount of experience. It sounds like doing some different things um, as opposed to just looking for that first job. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So after that was Bobble Bar. So oh, that, cool. yeah, yeah. It's it's probably a bit shorter of a history than 
That's uh, really expected. Is so was the advertising agency then the company that you were able to do some of that cool WordPress stuff at? Yes. Yeah, that's where that started. Oh, that's cool. That's a, I mean, that's it seems like kind of surprising, but that's like really cool that they let you do some cool, you know, like open source contributions or help you out oh, with that yeah. kind of stuff. No, in, in fact, the, the first thing that I was told was don't let it get involved in work time. So <laughs> I was working at that company, but okay. I, uh, I, I was see. burning the candle at both ends to get that stuff done. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, all right, that, that sounds more like what I would expect from yes. an advertising yeah. agency. Well, it's cool on you then for going ahead in your free time and doing it. Um, sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. I, yeah, it's always it's just really interesting to hear how people got started. I feel like your story is pretty similar to mine in the beginning of like kind of this tech thing happening on you like without really thinking about it much and then I also got like really heavily involved in the WordPress community that was like my first kind of like area where I was like this is really fun I really like doing this stuff um, yeah. sweet so I guess like maybe a couple of follow-up questions on like what sort of things do you think were the most helpful so far for career advancement like um, did you find that like I don't know like networking with people or like did your open source work help you with jobs or um, you know just like I know you mentioned when you were consulting that you were really just like hitting the pavement like cold calling emailing all that stuff uh, what what kind of stuff did you find really helped Yeah yeah so it's it's interesting because uh, I guess I find a lot of tech or people that work in tech are like this I'm an extremely introverted person. Um, to the to the point where it's I have to force myself to really participate in the community in like a, a face to face kind of way, and it's uh it's a challenge for me. It's something I always try to work on. But um, I actually found that in terms of career advancement, there are two things. Number one, the community is built on building each other up. You know, I mean, I could go to someone I have never met that works in tech, works on HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, and pretty much ask them, can you take time out of your day and explain this concept to me? And that happens all the time. And it's it's amazing. And I'm honored to work in a field where that's just the standard, where everyone's just giving away the information that they have. And it's funny because the first time that I saw that happening, like really realized what was going on, I'm thinking to myself, why don't people keep secrets like this? Because, you know, I'm coming from not tech, you know, looking, you know, and all my experience of the working world, which I had very little at the time, but was just like, you come up on something good and you keep it for yourself so you can make more money. Right. You know? But I think slowly but surely the, you know, the, the tech field, you know, taught me that that's not really the case, you know. What keeps you successful and hardworking is the effort you put into it, you know, the way that you help other people and, you know, just the dedication that you have for your job. It's not about, you know, trade secrets, you know. I mean, it's in fact, you know, I, I've, I've seen that happening in other industries where, you know, companies will open source their patent licenses just so other other people can see what they're doing and, and make better technology because to them it's not it's not necessarily about although it matters the type of stuff you're working on it's how good the environment around you you know the work environment how happy the people are that's the stuff that builds successful companies you know yeah definitely so in one sense, you know, I was able to learn absolutely everything that I've ever learned from other people just giving away information for free. And in the other sense, social media was enormous. Um, one of the, the 
biggest ways that I, you know, became, I'm not going to say well-known because I'm not well-known in this, in this industry, but just, you know, got myself out there was by writing and writing open source libraries on GitHub and tweeting about it, you know. Um, I've I've written now for uh, a handful of different sites, uh, CSS Tricks, of course, uh, Smashing Magazine, SitePoint, uh, Web Design Weekly, and a couple others. And um, you know, somebody tweets about an article you wrote, and then that's thirty other people, you know, trying to you know answering comments and following you on Twitter, and you know, just talking and, and building up a network that way, and. Uh, it just it helps to create a much bigger buzz around you know what you're doing and the type of things you have experience in, and that translates often. For example, the WordPress thing that happened on Twitter, you know, which was yeah. just run on. It could have happened been anybody else, you know, but um, but yeah, I would say social media is uh, has been a, a huge help for that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I, I one thing I meant to ask you back on the job thing is how did you? So you're saying that the, at your current job you're rebuilding the Magento thing in this Node Express stack. Um, how is that transition? Have, were you part of the influence of moving from PHP to Node, uh, or was that you know more the company? And, and if so, how are you finding that? Yeah. So the first thing I was promised when I was hired uh, was that we were going to move from Magento to uh, Node uh, to something else. That's not Magento. That's really one of the reasons that I came on board with the company. And uh, there were a lot of changes, uh, some due to cultural, some due, there was just churn on the tech team. And at one point, I was uh, the last person um, that had, had, you know, from the original team. And uh, one day, myself and the new CTO were talking, uh, and we were trying to just debug some ridiculous thing. Our site was down. We both looked at each other and almost at the same time, we're like, you know, we should, we should move. now's the time to move away from Magento. We didn't have the manpower. We didn't really have anything, but we just knew, we're like, all right, this is, we're going to do this now. And uh, from there, we started exploring options and being the only person on front end, uh, it sort of became my responsibility to figure out how to work with that. And I kind of just was like, well, I haven't worked with Node and Express yet, so <laughs> let's build a thing. And you know, then comes the usual research and terror and you know, building out prototypes. And I've, I've gotten to a kind of a nice place now where I, I know most of what I'm doing, and uh, things are things are working out very well. So, yeah, I, I had a lot of leeway in terms of the technical decisions, and just by being the one to not leave the company. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. That's awesome. Um, and then I guess yeah, like the last thing I'm curious about is like, do you have any advice when it comes to actual technical interviewing? Uh, maybe like things that have worked or haven't worked, or you know, maybe advice to people that are kind of starting down that path. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's a, I'm glad you asked that question. Um, so I've done a lot of technical interviews now, um, especially you know on my team. Uh, we, there was a point where we were in a very high growth stage, and I'm sure we'll be very soon. Um, one thing that I'm trying to do, sort of on the other side, to sort of change a thing that I'm not too fond of in the industry is I don't do whiteboards anymore whatsoever. I don't think they're practical. Uh, 
I can't even tell you what a linked list is. Nonetheless, you know, you know, write some code that's going to do X, Y, and Z with it. You know, I mean, I can I can build some pretty cool stuff for you, but you know, I am not a CS major, and I don't think questions on a whiteboard catered to CS majors is really something that's going to tell you if you're going to be good on my team or not. You know, so um, what I do when I'm interviewing for uh, a new position on my team is. I, I just I treat it like this, like you and I right now, just a general conversation. You know, we talk about the industry. I talk about things you like. I say, tell me about uh, JavaScript. Tell me about SAS. Tell me about how like how you like to structure applications. And I find that having a, a real conversation with somebody about the industry, about the technology, about what they like to do with the technology, can tell you everything that you need to know about that candidate. You know, it can tell you, all right, you know, this person really values performance or this person really values knowing the basics of the language that they're working with or this person is an extremely hard worker and they're really going to care about the work that they're going to do for you. You know, that takes, uh, takes a bit of practice and a bit of perception, um, but I find it so much better than getting somebody all nervous with, you know, whiteboard questions. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> that's... Uh, that's not great advice for people looking to interview at companies because, unfortunately, uh, whiteboarding is still the norm. So my advice is always to learn language fundamentals. Always, always, always. You know, um, Yes, frameworks are popular. Libraries are popular. But they change. And because they change, I always, I always try to advocate for learning the basics of the language and just in general, learning as much of the language as possible. You know, get out of that basics level and then start to learn about you know functional programming concepts and you know how to how to structure an application that's based around that language. You know, different things like you know closures or or how recursion works or you know stuff that starts to get you into the more advanced levels. Because once you know those sorts of things, you can then move on to you know the libraries and the frameworks. Sometimes with ease, sometimes not with ease, depending on the learning curve. But my advice is always, you know, learn the basics, learn the fundamentals of the language, learn how it works, focus less on... I kind of have this mantra, don't put Angular developer in your Twitter bio, <laughs> if, that, if that makes any sense. Not, not, not as a dig to anyone who has done that or has that, but just because the idea is not to, not to center yourself around one single library or framework. What, what I think employers... And what I look for when I interview candidates is, do you know the language? Do you know the design patterns? And do you just really care about what you're doing? Yeah, cool. Uh, that's awesome. So do you have uh, any anything else that we didn't cover, like any advice people starting out or people that are looking to get a new job, anything like that? Um, like dropped a lot of great ones. I was just wondering if you had anything that I didn't get to cover. No, hopefully, hopefully I didn't ramble. Um, I, I would say that uh, I like to make myself available to anybody, anybody uh, that is looking to enter this space or you know change jobs, or anybody that needs some help with portfolios or resumes or anything. Um, I have an article on SitePoint. Uh, hopefully, if you don't mind putting that on your show notes, I can uh, I can link that to you where I I go through some advice and I. Drop my my email out for anybody that is interested in getting some uh, some feedback. So uh, I guess that's it. Cool, man. Yeah, that's great. I'll definitely put all the, those articles in the show notes. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. All right.
Thanks.